2: And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Well, we got ourselves another whistleblower, folks. So that's what's going on. We got a whistleblower that's going to tell us that it's going to tell us that the Biden crime family is a bunch of criminals. That they were pay to play, but this time it's really something. But of course, the uh Jean-Pierre is Dodging those types of questions. And, you know, um, this is the second whistleblower that's come out in two weeks. I think we have a, a series of whistleblowers that are basically indicating that the CIA, the FBI, and uh, the Department of Justice are all corrupt, all liberally corrupt. How do you like those apples? You know, we're a b- banana republic, we're destroying our country from within. And um, we're not being taken seriously on the world stage. Meanwhile, you got, we're on the precipice of World War III um, because uh, some missiles fired into the uh, Kremlin. I guess some people were theorizing that they were trying to take out Vladimir Putin with a missile strike. But, uh, you know, what do you think Russia's going to do, a nuclear power like Russia is going to do about that. We got our world in the hands of of Zelensky, a a comedian, a joke. You know, Robert Kennedy Jr. wrote this. He said, In 2019, actor and comedian Vladimir Zelensky ran as the peace candidate, winning the Ukrainian presidency with 70% of the vote. As Benjamin... Abelow observes in his brilliant book, How the West Brought War to Ukraine, Zelensky almost certainly would have avoided the 2022 war with Russia simply by uttering five words, I will not join NATO. But pressured by neocons in the Biden White House and by violent fascist elements within the Ukrainian government, Zelensky integrated his army with NATO's, and and allowed the U.S. to place nuclear-capable AEGIS missile launchers along Ukraine's 1,200-mile border with Russia. These were provocations that senior U.S. diplomats like post-World War II foreign policy architect George Kennan, former U.S. Defense Secretary Bill Perry, and former U.S. Ambassador to Moscow Jack Matlock had long described as red lines for Russia leadership. Let's face it. The neocons wanted this war with Russia just as they wanted the war with Iraq. Listen here to NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark, guy i do not not a big fan of Wesley Clark, describe how what White House neocons justified the Iraq invasion. Okay, so... And then he goes in and shares a YouTube video there. But that... The point that he makes is a pretty linear, pretty basic point, but a point nonetheless. But had me thinking also about what the Democrats did with Zelensky over the perfect call to impeach a sitting United States president. At the time, I thought, here's a guy that's basically a comedian, that's in bed with the oligarchs, that's a globalist. And literally, they're going to use this person as the vessel to impeach a president, a, a duly elected president, a popular president like Donald Trump. And they're going to use it as a, as like the Achilles heel of our republic, our democracy. They're going to use it as the Achilles And think about that. And I said it at the time, and I thought... They could just hatch up any plan they want, like Alexander Vindman, a Ukrainian uh, guy that basically got his tips from the whistleblower, Eric C. Armella, and Alexander Vindman lied about his interpretation of the call. And then we had all of this year, uh, all of that year, that year where Trump got impeached. Over this call, this perfectly good call that Trump himself recorded and taped, but the Mockingbird Press, the mainstream media that's paid by the globalists themselves, carried the water against Trump for the globalists, and that in li- therein lies the bigger problem. The bigger problem for the United States is that the politicians aren't aren't fighting over what who has the best to, policy to help Americans. We're not having policy debates anymore. Because everything that comes out of Biden's mouth is a lie, number one. Everything. He was running for president. Joe Biden was running for president in the 1980s and literally lied every step of the way to the point where he got caught in so many lies because he's such a dummy that he got caught in such provable lies and plagiarized speeches and lied about his education and lied about him being the smartest guy in the room and how many degrees he had. He lies about who, uh, where he taught school uh, as a professor when he never did. They lie about Jill Biden's doctor credentials. They make her out to be some sort of medical doctor when she's not. And they just keep on lying. Meanwhile, you got a son that's sleeping with his dead brother's widow, doing crack, buying hookers, and abandoning his uh, the mother of a child in Arkansas. And you wonder why it is that he's even bothering to contest it acting like he's dead broke, he had to sell his Porsche. This is Hunter Biden. This is the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. This is the guy that Joe Biden said was the smartest person he ever met, was Hunter Biden. That's what he said. And this guy is so dumb that he doesn't want to fork out more than $20,000 a month, even though all the money that he's getting, he's getting for free, as a hand-me-out by China. You got the whistleblower for the southern border where they're trafficking children. They're trafficking slaves. They're trafficking illegal voters to come across the border to win an election, to keep their corporate cronies happy because the corporate cronies want the cheap labor. And they're using the CBP app to process registrations so that the registrations can be converted into ballots that are mailed out to everybody who doesn't want one and then picked up by a harvester who then fills it out, has 30 days to drop it off, drops it off in a drop box. Again, all of this is hatched by the Democrat Party. The Republicans didn't want any of these voting, uh, illegal voting mechanisms. None of them. We want paper ballots, day of voting, and show voter ID. And they call that suppression. They, they somehow maintain that somehow black people can't figure out how to get an ID. And that it would suppress their vote. And it's just a racist policy. In the name of racism. And somehow people are still falling for this, buying this. And they sell it in court. And some of these woke judges continue with these lies. I heard something yesterday that just blew my mind. And i got to play it for you because it's just so unreal. It's absolutely stunning. So let's take a listen to this. This is incredible. This is called... Racial affinity group causing the medical education. So now they're, they're messing with your medical safety. And they're also mes- me- doing the same thing with your airline pilots. They're basically bringing equity and DEI into whether or not you're, you're <laughs> to, to the pilot industry so that the pilot could have a lesser grade or be less qualified to do the job Talk about the recipe for pilot error. You know, this is a one-time thing. You get up in the air and you wreck because you made a mistake and everybody's dead. And it's going to hurt the entire travel industry as this evolves. And the same thing is true with the medical. They want to segregate the medical schools to help to to help black people do better in school. And I thought, isn't that what HBCUs are about? Isn't that what historically black colleges and universities are about? But no. Somehow they got to go into a so-called integrated school and segregate that too. The Democrats are all about segregation. Let's take a listen to this. This is just one of the more incredible stories that I've heard. Where I said, university medical hospitals like uh, University of California, San Francisco, as reported in the New England Journal of Medicine, and their uber-liberal Democrat racist colleagues are now peddling segregation in the name of DEI claiming that the black people that black people can't compete in merit-based programs stating that merit is hateful a hateful idea wow i didn't didn't know that i didn't know that merit was a hateful idea while also saying that black students can't sit through the lecture format they can't every black person i've ever asked about this question said What, are you insulting me or what? But the Democrats, that's that's what they do. They insult black people with these kind of agendas that are basically just to divide Americans, divide and conquer. They continue that black students in segregated settings would not have to care for the egos of white people or worry about the white fragility, and that white people could be thoughtful allies who are less dominating in integrated spaces and should reevaluate their own internalized racism and sense of superiority. Wow, what an insult to white people. What an insult to black people. But these libtards with these overeducated degrees, uh, they're overeducated people, or they have excessive degrees, have like a screw loose in their head. They're, 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 there's a marble loose somewhere along the way. Let's take a listen to this.
3: An article published in the New England Journal of Medicine suggests students should be segregated by race for their medical education. The California researchers proposing the idea, they argue, quote, Founded on legacies of colonialism and racism, medical education has historically centered white learners and continues to perpetuate structural racism. Immersion by people of color can therefore be re-traumatizing. Color Us United President Kenny Shu is leading the campaign to end woke policies in medical schools nationwide, and he joins us now. Hi, Kenny.
0: Hi, Ansley. how are you?
3: Hi, I'm doing well. What do you think of this? Go back to segregation.
0: Yeah, you know, and this is not the only time that DEI departments at university medical hospitals have peddled segregation in the name of DEI and anti-racism, in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion. The UNC School of Medicine's uh, dean of surgery said that merit is a hateful ideal in surgery. Also, the UNC School of Medicine Said that black students can't sit through the lecture format. That they also said that, too. These are hateful ideals, Ainsley. These are hateful ideas. They deserve to be denounced. Colorest United, we started a petition that you can access at org. These university hospital departments need to denounce DEI ideology right now and fire. They're DEI officers, but you can sign that petition right now at coloristunited.org.
3: So, Kenny, this was written based on uh, findings of seven academics, students and medical professionals out of UC San Francisco. They argue, they say that black students could express themselves without having to care for the egos of white people and worry about white fragility. They say white people can learn to be thoughtful allies who are less dominating in integrated spaces and reevaluate their own internalized racial. Racism and sense of superiority. What's your reaction to that?
0: My reaction is this is a very short road to racial socialism in healthcare. Uh, do you want healthcare to be rationed based on race? Do you want you to be treated differently because you are white or you're Asian or you're black? No, you don't. You want your doctor to treat you based on the Hippocratic oath to first do no harm. These ideologies are harmful because it's basically suggesting to black doctors and future black doctors that they should prefer their own race over anybody else. And what that does is that undermines trust in those doctors. So we do need to denounce these ideologies. We need to say it's not about race. Forget about race. Start talking about the real medical issues that people have in this country.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, Kenny, shouldn't we be teaching our med students to save lives, to care for people who are sick?
0: Yeah, but you know what the University of Minnesota did with last year? They forced their students to recite an anti-racist Hippocratic oath denouncing white supremacy and denouncing the indigenous land conquest. So these hospitals are not focused on producing the best medical students anymore, Ainsley. We have to fight back. We have to...
2: So, you know, they have that, and then they have have trans-Marxism. You know, they have all these radical... Ideologies that have come up, and we played uh last week, I guess. Uh, the statistics you know that say that trans is you know less than one percent, um, LGBTQ is three percent. Um, it's these are very small numbers, yet you turn on Netflix and every single series you have, there's this inclusion, the diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, in, in everything we watch. To the point where, you know, I haven't turned on Fox News and watched Fox News since Tucker left. I play clips, but I don't watch Fox News. I may watch it at the gym sometimes, but that it's already on. Um, I am very cognizant and aware that I want to take away from Fox News' numbers. I don't want to contribute to their success uh, now that they've gone woke. And... um and like I say, you know, at the same time, when I watch Fox News at the gym, uh, what I see is I see uh, a bunch of DeSantis ads and I don't see any anything that utters the name Trump. let say they want you to forget about Trump and they want to promote a candidate. And I, I say this. My litmus test for the Republican candidate is whoever Paul Ryan supports and endorses. And whoever Mitt Romney supports and endorses, that candidate that they support and endorse, I'm going to go with the chief competitor to their candidate, no matter who it is. No matter who it is. So they will not, uh, I am not going to be on board with Paul Ryan's globalism and Mitt Romney's corrupt globalism and money, money laundering schemes. Uh, so these are just really evil people, and I, I know them firsthand. But, you know, it's not just enough that we have these whistleblowers that are coming forth and talking about the Biden crime. We've known that the Biden crime family was pay to play. This is nothing new. We have a bunch of clips we're going to play, though, uh, to reiterate and double down on that, because I know that a lot of people want to hear this show you know be on point. And, and I get that. Uh, but I also want to play some other clips, some other thoughts, and some other points of view uh, with respect to what else is going on. Because we can't just keep our eye on the shiny object. we got to look at the whole landscape and figure out where all of the attacks are coming. And this whole thing about social Marxism is real. It's real. It's exactly how they're chipping away at future voters in America and indoctrinating our children, just like the Rockefellers had in mind when they pushed women's lib because they knew that children would go to school earlier. When you have two people working in the workforce, what what's going to happen to the kids? And the women's lib never really thought about it like that. They never thought that, you know, the the uh, Jody, the uh, Jane Fonda's and the Gloria Steinem's of the world never thought that they were being played for fools, but they were. And now you get a real women's lib option with uh, um, with uh, the Gaines girl from Kentucky, the swimmer, and uh, you know her fight against people like Leah Thompson. Um, where women's athletics is being destroyed overnight because of this trans infusion into women's sports, like powerlifting and swimming and track and all this other stuff. And it's just destroying women's athletics overnight. Now, there are real sports like wrestling, where they have a women's category, and they would never allow a trans man to go into the women's wrestling. So far, I have not seen any 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 inkling that that would ever happen. It just wouldn't happen from in the internal aspects of it. But swimming tends to be a liberal sport, so as does gymnastics and a bunch of other things have been taken over by these woke radicals, and you could tell. Powerlifting, though, was a shocker to me, and uh, track and field too. Really, but track and fields are somewhat liberal. Um, wrestling is not, but it, that there's liberal components to it um but uh in any case the social marxism it's a strategy to divide and conquer and you know like black lives matter like i said was all about dividing black conservatives from black liberals because the only way it came just in the precipice of when trump said what do you what the hell do you have to lose in the 2015 lead up to the 2016 election and he said i'll be the best president for black people that's ever lived and it turned out he was and a lot of people just didn't know it but they were worried that trump was going to be a game changer for the black community because he wore bling you know he was he was he was into boxing he was into mma he was into a lot of things he he totally got the black culture better than than uh, Bill Clinton with his stupid saxophone, saxophone. you know. And uh, and even better than Barama, uh, Barack Obama with his uh, Hawaiian upbringing and his Marxist ways, because Marxism has never been good for people of color. Just ask Margaret Sanger, right, the eugenics woman from Planned Parenthood. In any case, you can go on and on with this stuff, you know, peel these onions and there's it's everywhere you turn. But black liberals, the reason why Black Lives Matter was so important is black liberals were only going to listen. They weren't going to listen to Donald Trump because the media told them not to. So black liberals were going to go ahead and listen to their sister, their brother, their best friend, their parent their mentor, their coach. And if that person turned out to be a black conservative and started having honest, you know, civil conversations with their community leaders and community organizers and and friends and family, and those black conservatives won them over, that would be the best way to win over a black liberal is to get a black conservative that they trust to integrate with them and to teach them why it is that the liberal agenda is playing the black people for votes and selling them off down the river. And it was at that moment that Black Lives Matter emerged in the wake of Michael Brown, don't shoot, hands up, don't shoot, lie. And Eric Holder and Barack Obama launched it as a militant group to divide black Americans. And they took that particular road and divided it even further between whites and blacks, which was an easier task for them to do. But that's exactly the strategy that was in play for them. Now let's take a listen to this other thing that Joe Biden uh, had a hand in, in dividing Americans economically between the haves and have-nots. Why is it that cities like San Francisco and New York City um, and a lot of other liberal cities, Chicago, wherever, have an extremely poor, impoverished, homeless uh, population, and then they have this extremely, extraordinarily rich population and very little in between, hardly any middle class in these in these very privileged societies. Why is that? And it's because of their policies that basically separate and and crush the middle class. Well, energy is another way to destroy the middle class. Here, let's take a listen. I just cannot believe this guy Biden I mean,
4: he's a criminal. You know, his very first act, the very first day, was to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline. And I'm in the oil business also.
2: I don't know stocks. I don't like paper. I like tangibles. So uh, the day he took the pipeline... He counseled it in some executive. This is his first day, his
4: first move. I knew what he was up to immediately. Oil is the lifeblood of civilization. So the moment he cut that pipeline, I'm selling oil at $30 a barrel. The next day was $130 a barrel. So the good news is I'm getting extremely rich, but he's crushing the middle class. And by crushing the middle class, we
2: come to a two-class society, rich and poor. And that's the basis of revolution. So there's a it's a syst, it's a system systematic approach to the whole thing, and you know the thing is too, is he had a Josh Hawley had a really good clip on that I'm going to play for you all, and uh, blew me away. Uh, he was talking to the uh, this Department of Energy um, Deb ha- Hallen, and listen to this. This is. Again, crushing middle class. Thank you, Mr. Chairman.
5: I just want to come back, Madam Secretary, to this trade-off between energy security and the radical climate change agenda that you've endorsed, which is less energy security for America, radical climate change agenda. Um, On the subject of these sweeping mandates related to electric vehicles that the Biden administration has imposed, including now for our military, the metals needed to make the lithium ion batteries in those vehicles are, of course, lithium, nickel, graphite, and cobalt. Now, can you tell me what nation is the largest producer of refined lithium in the world?
6: No, I can't.
5: It's China. Can you tell me which nation is the largest producer of refined cobalt in the world?
6: No, Senator.
5: It's China. Do you know what nation is the largest exporter of natural graphite to the United States globally?
6: No, Senator. It's
5: China. Okay. So, in all of these instances, these mandates, your decision to trade off our energy security in favor of a radical climate change agenda, is making us more and more dependent on China. And at the same time, you are denying mining, blocking mining, blocking permits for mines in this country that would allow us to develop nickel and copper and cobalt. Why? Why block the development of these resources in our own nation in favor of making us dependent on China?
6: Senator, are you referring to the Boundary Waters?
5: I'm referring to the, to the Twin Metals Mine in Minnesota, I think that Senator Bross is just asking about it. Y-
6: yes, uh, near the Boundary Waters, which is an iconic place and, of course, um, a very valuable ecological um, system to many plants, animals, species. Um, but aeroplane- jobs, for
5: let me just say this though, the, the jobs for blue-collar workers in this nation are valuable resources. The livelihood and well-being of American families are valuable resources. The ability of America to have our own industry and not be dependent on China is a valuable resource. Why should those things for millions of Americans be sacrificed in, in favor of your agenda for radical climate change?
6: Senator, I I know that uh there's like 1.9 jobs for every American in the country right now. So I know there's a lot of jobs. Wait a
5: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me <laughs> You're telling me we've got too many jobs in the country?
6: Well, I'm saying that we don't have enough people. That's why we are um, having a hard time finding folks to work at our department. Oh, wait,
5: you're telling me that we have too many jobs for blue collar work. Have have you seen the number of jobs we have lost in this country to China in the last 20 years? Do you know where those jobs come from? Over three million jobs have gone to China. Do you know where those jobs have come from? they've come out of midwestern towns like the ones i represent. They are blue collar workers and you're sitting here and telling me that we have too many jobs in this country? Are you serious?
6: Senator, we are working hard every single day. There are we we have processed 20 mining applications, 20 mines or mining modification permits since January of 2021. We're moving forward. We're doing our jobs. We're fulfilling our mission for You're the not department.
5: moving forward, you're moving backward. You're shutting down and denying permits for mines in this country where we can develop our own resources. You're shutting down oil and natural gasing permits. You're you're approving taxes and royalties that deliberately suppress American energy development in favor of a climate change agenda. And now you're sitting here and telling me we've got too many jobs in this country. We've got gobs of jobs in this country. We don't need any more jobs in this country. I want to take the strongest possible exception to that comment and that to that entire mentality, which I think is very honest, I think it reflects the mentality of your administration, which is when it comes to blue collar workers in this country you 're on your own. good luck
2: wow, uh, you know so that's that that is what 's going on. this climate agenda benefits the people that have already invested in green energy, uh, but we know that this is a a, a hoax they've put a ban on gas in uh in Europe, uh, they're banning the use of gas in Europe. And again, I, I said this uh, yesterday uh, when I when I found out about this. I said, you know, it's not for them to 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 decide. It's not for them to do to be able to do that. It's not their. It's unconstitutional, right? So this is all unconstitutional. Government violates your constitutional rights by lying to you about public safety using the principle of yelling fire in a theater. They mandate they mandate vaccines to stop the spread of COVID and force climate regulations to save the planet. Without the hoax, the mandates would be unlawful. You get that? They're basically in the guys under the guys under the name of public safety. That's how they're able to push this agenda. So they want everybody to get a vaccine for one reason or another, it, whether it's social credit score, whether it's to kill off the elderly. We don't really know exactly what. It could be a combination of the two or three things, but... We know that Bill Gates was involved. We know that Pfizer and the Big farm Pharma was involved. We know that Big Pharma doesn't care about loss of life. They they treat humans like they're guinea pigs. And it's all part of a globalist agenda where the World Economic Forum just met again recently, and they've doubled down on 15-minute cities. Again, unconstitutional. There isn't a constitution in the world that would, abs- would, that would allow that to box you in and say, you can't drive to the western part of the city. you got to stay within your own 15 meters or whatever. you know, you got to stay within your own lot. Well, that's ridiculous. That's unconstitutional. We're born as children of God. We're allowed to move around. We're allowed to uh, walk the fields. We're allowed to grow the plants and the food. We're allowed to grow our own food. We're allowed to have our own gun. We're allowed to protect ourselves so long as we're not violating any laws. We have the right to defend ourselves. But in the name of school shootings, public safety, we're going to go ahead and take away your gun. Then they create a pandemic. In the name of public safety, we're going to enforce you to take a, man, uh, a vaccine. And if you don't take the vaccine, then we're going to go ahead and deny you the right to go into this restaurant or this theater or this store, this sporting event. And if you don't obey our rules with regard to carbon footprint, we're going to go ahead and declare you a threat to society because you're damaging a earth that affects us all. And somehow they're, they're using this For the greater good and public safety as the vehicle, and they've been doing this for a long time. It's in your public, for public safety, we're going to initiate the Patriot Act. For public safety, we're going to do all kinds of things in the name of public safety and the greater good. And if you think about it, then the liberal mockingbird press, this is what they're all about, this is what they're pushing. They're pushing this in lockstep. They're just pushing it as if they're just uh, mimicking the same script, just regurgitating the same script. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're bringing cover because they know that is the way to fulfill, to push the agenda. And they know that if they want to continue to get ad dollars from the globalist. Money, they're going to have to say the right things. Let's take a listen to this clip from the media, Mockingbird Media. Remember, different corporations reading the same script...
3: But we are concerned about the trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided
5: one-sided plaguing, our plaguing our country.
1: The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first.
3: The sharing of biased and
4: false, false news has become, become all too common, too common on, on social media.
3: media. More, More alarming, some media platforms publish the
2: public. They, they are true without checking facts first. Fact first. Unfortunately,
4: Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda control. Exactly what people And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
3: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
1: This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy.
4: Hey, i Fox-
2: You get it? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's scary. All right, we have a couple of more clips to to, uh, to play for you here. We're gonna get to uh, we're gonna pivot to um to the whistleblower story and Marjorie Taylor Green weighed in on this. Let's take a listen.
4: On the Oversight Committee, our chairman, Jamie Comer, along with Senator Chuck Grassley, has joined together and written a letter. We are issuing a subpoena to the FBI director, Christopher Wray. And the reason why this is extremely important, it is because there's a whistleblower that has come forward with very credible information that we need uh, Christopher Ray's cooperation with. And this information involves something that many people have known for a very long time in Washington, D.C., and that is of Joe Biden and his family members' extremely corrupt financial transactions with foreign countries and foreign nationals. Well, what we are asking for uh, and have subpoenaed from the FBI Director, Christopher Ray is a certain document and the document is called an FD 1023. This is an unclassified form and this is a form that the FBI has in its possession with proof um, uh, and information that Joe Biden as vice president of the United States actually interacted with a foreign national and made a deal with a foreign national in exchange for money. And the deal that he made was to make decisions as the Vice President of the United States on foreign policy, and he received payment for it. This is; These are crimes that are unspeakable um, in, in this time in our history, but they're crimes that many of us have suspected. I want to remind you, I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden on his inauguration day in January, 2021, Um, on on January 21st, 2021. The reason why I did so is we had credible proof and evidence and witnesses um, of the Biden's families, uh, uh, unbelievable corruption with Burisma in Ukraine and our investigations on the oversight committee uh, with the hard work with Chairman Comer, um, the hard work of our staff and our members on the oversight committee, we have seen very credible evidence of proof of these unbelievable crimes. I mean, what a treachery and betrayal by Joe Biden when he was vice president, and now he's president of the United States. And you can see that our country is truly suffering the consequences of his act, of his actions. Um, it's it's my belief that what we will prove on the oversight committee. Through the hard work of our chairman, our staff, and our members, is that we will be proving that Joe Biden must be impeached um, because because of his crimes, because of how his family has been involved in what appears to be true money laundering, um, in real pay-to-play, uh, actually transactions, financial transactions with foreign countries and foreign nationals in exchange for political favor favors from the highest uh, offices of our land, Vice President and now President of the United States. And look at where we are today. Um, I just wanted to come on here and give you this breaking news. The letter has just gone out uh, to to the FBI Director Christopher Wray and also um, Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice. We are looking forward to full cooperation and we are also uh, maintaining uh, the privacy Um, and safety and security of this whistleblower. And we also like to thank Senator Chuck Grassley for his help and participation with Chairman Comer um, and our oversight committee staff on this matter. It's extremely important. And we look forward to revealing to the American people, all of you deserve the truth. It doesn't matter how you vote, Democrat, Republican, Independent, or even if you don't vote at all, America deserves the truth and deserves to see what Joe Biden um, as vice president and now as president, and and his family members, what they have been doing and how it has affected our country. Um, and it's my belief, and and I believe we'll see in time; it'll show the proof, and it w- it will show and reveal that my original articles of impeachment on Joe Biden's inauguration day were right. But maybe just just short of some more information, because what we're finding out now, um, there will have to be very likely new articles of impeachment with more information added and this is such an incredible uh news story but it's also um in my opinion it's it's tragic news for america and
2: the mainstream media doesn't want to cover it uh they want to cover that mockingbird style press but uh you know i i actually believe that the um globalists are Probably on board with with uh, this. I think Joe Biden has given the biggest gift of uh, he has ever ever could to uh, to the globalists. He doubled down. He went with Mayorkas. He went with Anthony Blinken, who headed up the West Exec Group across the street from the West Wing, uh, and it was a think tank group uh, that was very corrupt. And uh, the Blinken and all of the cronies in there that are running our government. Um, these are people that laundered money through you know, by way of China uh, in and by way of the Biden Center. And everybody at Penn University that was integrated in that got a gig, either got a cushy job in a think tank or is now the ambassador, the, like the president of Penn, is the uh, ambassador of uh, Germany. So these are not people that have America's best interest at heart, but continue to uh, wield their power and influence over every aspect of our society. And we need we need uh, relief from this. We need reinforcements. We need, uh, in order to fight this war, we need a leader that can be honest. And it's not Paul Ryan, it's not Mitt Romney, and it's not the candidate that they're going to support. So think about that. Don't be fooled again. To quote that song lyric, "Don't be fooled again." To quote the Who, and uh, we 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 can't afford to make another mistake and go weak. And right now, President Trump is promising to really put a kibosh uh, and put a squeeze on the FBI and the CIA and the think tanks that are destroying our country. And I can't wait till that day comes. But if it doesn't come in 2024, we are lost as a country. This whole thing, this whole Marxist agenda, this Solilinsky style, tear it down and bring it back up, piece by piece, pillar by pillar, is what is happening inside our country. The richest, most powerful country in the world killed itself like Rome. And that is what's happening. We have the worst of both worlds. We have the pains and and struggles of a capitalist society. But with the pitfalls of the socialist society, we're paying it on both ends. Socialist societies have it easy. They don't have to work too hard. They just pay an astronomical amount in taxes and they get all this relief from their government, these services and it's sort of like you know just a uh, n- new day s- same you know same same thing different day kind of thing but uh with what we're doing with now it's uh it's extraordinary it's a, it's an extraordinary struggle and i believe we have john on the line john
1: hey scott how are you i just uh, wanted to chime in on your point about uh the whole trans uh, sexual LGBTQI plus nonsense. You know, yesterday I saw a picture on the internet of uh, of a guy with Santa Claus beard and a Cookie the Clown haircut, <laughs> who had won a women's poker tournament. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's <just too> rich. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned some of the sports that they're uh, allowing uh, transsexuals to compete in, and you mentioned wrestling as one that's been resistant to it. And that's my impression too. They're they're uh, it's a lot more reality, it is a lot more based in reality than than uh, a lot of the other sports, given the, the demands of the sport and the kind of people who participate. But it reminded me of that old Andy Kaufman gig. Do you remember Andy Kaufman? Yeah, career? and
2: he, he got in and he fought the woman, I remember, in the boxing Which, ring.
1: He would wrestle women on or stage as part of the act.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: And he, and he would you'd think, of, Oh, he's just gonna play around with them, he's just gonna kid around. And he'd actually beat them. He would actually yeah. really like wrestle them as my understanding and slam them to the ground and <laughs> in a sense it was it was it was intentionally hilarious, but it did make a point that there's a vast <laughs> gulf between the average man and the average woman, as we know in terms of the strength test. Which is why if you look at the Marines and some of their entrance qualifications for, for the military, they've adjusted virtually everything for women because they're not capable because of the lack of body strength in the average female. Uh, not novice, not all, but for the average one. And you're going to see, you know, the episode they have, now and it's flexed arm hangs or whatever, or just, you know, the, the one push-up versus 10 or whatever it is. You, they have to adjust it. These are realities. And so what's nice about the Kaufman thing is it shows these things up for how ridiculous they are. Well, the, you know, there's that... Pu-
2: yeah. Did I hear this right that uh, someone told me yesterday I think it was that that the military was recruiting using a trans person to recruit
1: I think there was some ad was that about a year ago there was some ridiculous ad or is that the one
2: I don't know I mean I think that I think it's happening that that they're literally using uh, trans to recruit
1: well well think about it think about how the deficit we have in recruits. And, uh, and, and and let alone qualified recruits, but they're just having a trouble recruiting people. Obviously, you knew that transsexuals to recruit for the military show that someone is such an ideologue that they don't care if it's not effective as long as it serves their interests or it serves their ideology. Or they're that qual- that clueless that they would try something like this. I mean, I, you don't have to do a poll test to figure that's not going to work. I agree. So, no, I hadn't heard that, but it doesn't surprise me. But it just shows how these people are I mean, zealots. That's what a definition of a zealot is. And that's what's frightening about it. You know, this woman who was talking to Holly on that, in that, uh, that uh, confrontation in the, uh, in, in the hearing.
2: About energy, saying, yeah. Well, we have,
1: well yeah, 1. nine. First of all, there are not 1.9 jobs for everyone that wants them. A lot of these jobs, if you listen to Peter Schiff, the economist, he talks about, there's a lot of these jobs are part-time jobs and not high-paying jobs. They're kind of throwaway jobs. The mining jobs and jobs associated with resource extraction tend to be very high-paying, in part because it's, it's involved in capital equipment, which really leverages your pay, you know, using the, the earth movers and whatnot, and some of the skilled, semi-skilled and skilled trades. It really does net you a really good payment. So these kind of jobs are very high-paying. Relative to the jobs she's She's talking about, and she's just throwing it away. They're not even serious. Well, oh, we have two jobs where she doesn't care because, just like we talked about with the transsexual stuff, it's it's about the ideology, and these other numbers are just word salad to justify what they really want to do, right? It's it's like the guy who who's you know a pervert, but he he wants to be a photographer to to, to you know to take pictures of naked women, right? You know what the real reason is? Right. It's something else. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, we have the whistleblower coming out and, you know, you just know that they could take Biden down and they could, they could have taken Biden down any minute of any day. And I think that what they've decided is they are going to take Biden down. I, I, I don't think anybody really thought that Biden was going to run for 2024. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're grooming Gavin Newsom. And I think that, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. has thrown a wrinkle into the landscape, Be, you know. And I also think that I think that uh, it's possible that Robert Kennedy Jr. is a uh, is it someone who's going to generate m- donations for the DNC uh, from the center, and that's all he's being used for. Just like Nikki Haley and Pompeo and Pence are going to generate money from their regions and their corporate cronies for rona mcdaniel's rnc but i don't i i don't i don't i think they're just about fundraising for the party in in general not so much to be taken seriously as a as the nominee for the for the the party
1: yes i will the most attractive democratic candidate they've brought forward in in a, a couple of decades and it's a, he's a very left guy he you know a lot of the things he says i'll say i agree with a lot yeah, of the things he right. says some of the things i really but like But that's why he, today's left is never going done. to go for him well it's, yeah he's probably going nowhere but but i, I he doesn't hate my gut he doesn't hate your gut i think he's willing to talk and you know have some reproach on center ground with us and that's you know, they talk about center ground, but they don't really mean it. I think he means it. So maybe that helps him catch fire. I doubt it. I don't. I agree. Well, it's and
2: his anti-vax position sort of makes him a non-globalist.
1: Correct. No, I don't think he is a globalist. I think yeah. he is anti-globalist. But, you know, he's also, well, you think about, like, Biden. I think it's almost like the old guy is changing his will. And they're like, we can't let them do it. I feel like they think of them that way. But they have called off all the debates. And Gavin Newsom has real flaws. I mean, that's a haircut in search of a brain
2: right
1: there. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have to leave it I didn't make that that one up. I'm going to take credit for it. All right. All right. (laughs) right.
2: Thanks. Bye. All right. That's a good one. (laughs) Haircut in search of a brain. (laughs) I like it. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to be laughing all the way after the show. Um, but that brings us to the end of the show. Be, be sure to check out magapac.org. Make a donation if you can um, to help us advance America First policies to make America great again and help us do what we're doing here. I also use Red State over at MyPillow.com. And with that, my name's Scott Adams, and I'll see you next time on the radio. Bye-bye, the
0: mound getting steeper They grab a
6: shovel Dig a hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids Right up to there